I started to wonder as I prepared for today's service and today's message, the existence of the proverbial lost and found. You know, there was a day when just about any place you would go, there would be a lost and found, whether it be a school or perhaps a library, a store, even a church, you know, because we all leave things behind, right? But these days, we live in such a disposable society that if we lose it, we say, ah, forget about it, I'll go buy some, I'll buy another one. There are, however, on those rare occasions when we lose things of great value that we almost can't live without. And so what do we do? We, we search everywhere. We hope that the place where we think we may have last left it has a lost and found. Now, as you may or may not know, I lost my original pair of glasses in this very church on Christmas Eve. And despite Miriam's best efforts, we, we still can't find them, right? So I'm going to keep looking, but chances are I probably left them somewhere else. My latest theory is that I dropped them in the parking lot, and Blair slept, swept it all the way to the Parsonage property. So they're somewhere on the lawn up there. Maybe we'll find them in the spring or summer, at which point they'll probably no more be of, be of no more value. But hey, that's the way it goes. That's life. But if we had a, a, a lost and found at Oak Chapel, and maybe we do. Uh, I'm sure we did it one time. Uh, if, if, if we did, what would it include? Well, here's some items I thought might be involved. Um, here's, a, here's a hat. Uh, guys tend to often to leave their hat behind, right? They put up on a shelf or whatever, forget to go with it. This, of course, is a pirate hat, which nobody wants anyway. So, you know, probably no hope there. A, a lot of our children leave, unfortunately, they leave stuffed animals behind. And this is a cute little Dumbo here. Who wouldn't want a little Dumbo, right? But unfortunately, it gets left behind, gets forgotten, lost, never taken home again. Kind of a sad story. Another, another little guy in here that I think is pretty cute, uh, this, this panda. Who wouldn't want this panda, right? Uh, but somebody may have left it behind at some point and either forgot about it or forgot maybe where they left it, didn't even think to consider here. So there's another casualty of our forgetfulness in terms of leaving things behind. Um, I predict, and this is not a great prediction, I predict that in the year 2021, there will be thousands and thousands of these left behind, right? And we don't care because we can get another one. I just got another one at the church this week. The folks that in, this, in this church have done a great job in ministry in terms of making masks, and I've, I've taken advantage of, of, of several of them. Now, this is a little stranger, okay? This is a shoe. So how someone could leave behind a shoe, I don't know. But I believe there's someone in Wayne County walking around with just one shoe. So probably easy to identify, right? If you see them, let me know. We'll return the shoe to them. A couple more things here. Um, obviously, uh, you know, we don't wear gloves that often. So when we, um, when we forget about them, we forget where we left them, you know, oftentimes they wind up in the lost and found. Likewise, um, tossel cap, right? We, we set that down. We forget where we put it. This is a Steeler tossel cap. Again, nobody in this church would want that. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. So forget about that. Now, I have this theory that if you, if you find a pen in the lost and found, whether or not it's yours, you should be able to take it, right? Unless it has somebody else's name on it, you know, it's only a pen. So, you know, if, if you lose a pen, I think you're out of luck. And uh, finally, and perhaps most importantly, of uh, greatest value here, and I bet we've all done this before, when we lose these, we're in big trouble, right? So when these wind up in the lost and found, we are... 
really in trouble. So um, this is something you don't want to, I mean, you want to find it there, but you hope it never winds up there, right? Because you won't be able to go anywhere without your keys. So those are just a few of the things that we find in, lost, in the lost and found. For the most part, it's replaceable. And, you know, for the most part, after a while, we don't really care. These, these items just sit there. Uh, nobody claims them. And eventually, Miriam might make the decision that, you know what, I'm just going to throw this stuff away. And we're okay with that. We understand. Uh, that, that's, that's just the way it goes. But when it comes to our faith, when it comes to our, our journey with the Lord, that is clearly not the case. When we become lost, we are of such great value that we know that someone will be searching for us until we are found. To turn that which has been lost into now that which is found. To restore that which is broken and to make it whole once again. Many of us throughout our lives have felt lost at one time or another. Some of us have actually been lost, right? But with GPS, it's kind of hard to do that these days. Uh, it's so reliable. Although I was traveling yesterday to a volleyball tournament, and um, I didn't actually pay attention as much as I should have, so I lost about 12 minutes in my journey. That's my fault. But for the most part, it's kind of hard to get lost today, right, when, when you're traveling. It's nice, though, that when we do get lost, to know that someone is searching for us. So these days, with today's technology, there's a way to search for just about anything in any way. If you lose your pet, there's an app for that. If you're looking to learn about your ancestry or your ancestors, there's an app for that. If you're looking for an old friend or a classmate, there are several apps for that. If you happen to be looking for, a, for love, there are many, many sites for that. And if we ourselves are lost, if you forget what you look like, we have that facial recognition software that we can all use, and, uh, you know, it's out there. So it's kind of hard to get lost in a literal sense these days, but it's not, not difficult for us to get lost in a figurative or spiritual sense. I wonder how many times we've been lost in that regard. How many times we've cried out to God and said, Lord, I don't know. I don't know where I am. I don't know where I'm going. I'm just, I'm lost. Can you help me? And of course, there are other times, I think, when we kind of try to shy away from his sight. We kind of exist in the shadows and really don't want to be found. But the parable of the lost sheep, which we've all heard many, many times, is in fact very insightful. In this case, the shepherd, who by the way, as we all know, represents the God that we serve, he leaves the other 99 sheep and goes in search of the one that is lost. Now, by today's business standards, that's not a very sound decision, is it? Really? I didn't major in business economics, but I'm kind of thinking that there's a theory that a certain amount of limited loss is acceptable. In fact, it's even expected. You know, it's not going to be 100% when you have a production line. Some of the items that come off that line are not going to be perfect, and you're going to have to dispose of them. So why in this case is our Lord 
so concerned and using the, the parable of the shepherd to, to teach us this lesson. Why is he so concerned about the one that got away? He still has 99 faithful followers, faithful disciples right here in his midst. Why should he care? Well, clearly when it comes to our faith, it's not good enough. 99%. Anything else in life, whether you're taking a class or you're shooting free throws or whatever it is you're doing, if you're at 99%, you're close to perfect. But that's not good enough for our Lord. He continues to search for and seek the one, the only one who got away. So whether we get lost or choose to leave the flock, this is what I find very interesting. He knows where we are. He knows what we're doing. He even knows what we're thinking. And he actively seeks us. So we should never feel lost in the knowledge that he is always there watching over us and seeking us. If, however, today you feel lost, please know that the God we serve seeks to find you and bring you home again. Not only that, but there are others, others right here in this very church whose faces I can see right now and many faces that I cannot see who are searching, who are concerned, who love, who have the compassion that comes through our faith in God. To go out, to take the chance and say, you know, we've got, we've got a lot of faithful followers here, but, but let's go find the other one. Where, where is she? Where did he go? We need to find that person. Because God tells us that's what we have been asked to do. As a fellowship of believers, it is our responsibility not only to welcome the lost sheep, but also to actively seek those who are lost. Now, how well we do this as a society is subject to question. There are many, many good and noble agencies that help the lost. Just read in, uh, I think, yesterday's daily record that the uh, United Way, in these amazingly difficult times, met its quota, met, met its goal. And that's an, a, a group that has multi-agencies that try to reach out and, and, and help people. And of course there are many, many good and noble people, good Samaritans like those of you in this congregation who go out and seek the lost, who go into the mission field and try to reach out. The nomads, the others who actively try to find those who are in need, and many of those people are, if not lost, they're certainly wondering. The light shines brightly, not only on, but also inside Oak Chapel. We need to continue to remember that. Our numbers are not what we would like them to be, but I believe that they one day will be. And I also believe that it will happen soon. That others who perhaps are lost or just for whatever reason can't be here at this time will return. Because we are a faithful people and we serve a faithful God who continues to seek the lost. And I find this place such a place of comfort. There's no place that I would rather be on a Sunday morning. There's no place I would rather be on a Tuesday morning. 
or Thursday morning or any other time of day. Oak Chapel is a special place and you are special people as faithful disciples. And you have been given gifts and you have been given opportunities to seek the lost. Now, it can sometimes be a little bit daunting and certainly frustrating. Those to whom you reach out just don't want to hear it. Get away from me. Don't give me that church stuff. I don't want to hear about your God. But you kindly and compassionately persist. And one day, for whatever reason, through the Holy Spirit, the softening of the heart, things change. And that person says, what time are services at Oak Chapel again? What time do you guys get together on Sunday? And eventually, they return because of you. Let us never forget what a great congregation we have here. Let us never forget that God has continued to be faithful through this this most difficult year that we have come through and the one that we are still trying to process. And all of the other things that happen, all of the other obstacles behind us, in front of us, we can persist and we can prevail through our faith. But let's face it, there are still many, many lost sheep who are out there. We can look the other way. We can say it's not my problem. We can even say, you know what? They're getting what they deserve. They made some choices and so be it. I don't want to have anything to do with them. I have this personal belief that the heavens rumble when those words are uttered, especially from the pulpit because we hear oftentimes our spiritual leaders say that very same thing. But we are never, ever, ever to turn our back on those who are lost. The Lord gives us that through the parable. Hey, you got 99. Who wouldn't take that? That's a great score. That's almost perfect. But it's not. So let me encourage all of you to think about and reflect on someone you know or to be open to the opportunity that there might be someone out there that you may encounter as early as this week who is at the very least wondering and perhaps even lost. That you might have the courage and the strength and the power and the words and the heart to reach out to that person with just a couple of kind words, a gentle pat on the back, an offer of food, an offer of worship, whatever it might be, however you are moved in that situation. We are indeed called upon to do God's will. Because scripture tells us those who are lost will will seek the Lord. But they might need to be prompted by one of you. And those who seek will one day find. But the seeking requires a complete and total investment. Not only of the seeker but also the person who helps them to make that connection. All of our heart and all of our being. We are called on and even conditioned to return to the Lord our God and to obey His voice. Because let's face it, we all stray from time to time. But He is always calling, calling us back to be with Him. Because the Lord our God is a compassionate God. He will not let us go. He will not destroy us 
And he will not forget the covenant that he swore to our ancestors. So if you're lost, or if you're searching for someone who is lost, the message this morning, never, never give up hope. Because the God we serve promises that he won't give up and he will not let go, nor should we. Let us pray. Lord God, we can relate to the terror of being lost and the joy of being found. May we continue to search for those who are lost. And may we be willing to compassionately share our faith so that others who once were lost may now be found. This we pray with great optimism, reverence, respect, and anticipation in the name of the Almighty, today and forevermore. Amen.